Planning for your future after a diagnosis of dementia can seem a daunting task. There are a number of things you can do to plan for your care in the future. These are known collectively as advanced care planning. Advanced decisions and advanced statements enable you to make decisions about your care before you are no longer able to. I'm Hannah and in this edition of the podcast I will be talking to Alzheimer's Society Information Officer Sam about making your care wishes known ahead of time. Advanced decisions and advanced statements are slightly different things. Could you start off by explaining to me what an advanced decision is? An advanced decision are actually legally binding, sort of the the key issues. Therefore, they have to um, be followed um, and they can be used to decide now whether or not you would like treatment in the future. So you can decide, for example, that in the future you do not want to receive CPR to be resuscitated in the future. So it means that you're not forced to ever receive a treatment that you don't want. And so the Alzheimer's Society has just brought out this new advanced decisions and statements fact sheet. What is the purpose of this particular fact sheet? It's sort of a bit of a refresh of the older version of this fact sheet, but it's just kind of tried to make things a lot more clearer for people. And the idea is is that if from having a read of it, you can decide whether you want to make an advanced decision or an advanced statement yourself. It goes through sort of step by step what, what they are, what you can include, and what should be included in them, and where to get advice and help from. It also so it's got a little list of sort of frequently asked questions that we often get asked. And right at the back of it, it's got a quite handy template that you can use in drafting your own advanced decision or advanced statement. Advanced decisions and advanced statements, do they apply to everyone in the UK? The advanced decisions advanced statements are currently only valid in England and Wales. Um, In Northern Ireland, they do have something called advanced directives. I suggest looking at our Northern Ireland fact sheet on financial and legal tips because there is information on there about the Northern Ireland equivalent. Could you give me some examples of things an advanced decision cannot do? It cannot be used if you are still able to consent. So obviously, if, you know, everybody's got a right to say, I don't want that treatment. So if you're still able to make that decision, your advanced decision will not be used. It can't be used to refuse any basic care, for example, washing or bathing or basic sort of nursing care. Um, it can also, advanced decision cannot be used to refuse to be offered food or drink. It also can't be used um, to refuse offers designed to maintain comfort, for example, painkillers. And so obviously it's desirable that everybody's as comfortable as possible at the end of their life. So you can't use an advanced decision to sort of go against against that. And and also can't be used um, to refuse any treatment under the Mental Health Act. What do I need to include in it to make it legally binding? There are a number of sort of minimum requirements to make an advanced decision sort of legally binding. And they are, and I'll give you a brief list, sort of including your full name, your address, your date of birth, if you've got any distinguishing features, for example, a tattoo or a birthmark, and also the name, address and telephone number of your GP, the date and your signature. It also needs to have a signature of at least one witness. And if you have a power of attorney, you need to include their details of that power of attorney for health and welfare. I would suggest sort of looking at the fact sheet because there's sort of a lot more sort of guidance and a clearer list of things that that you need to include, and particularly in ensuring that um, the advanced decision is applicable um, in terms of life-sustaining treatment. And what is an advanced statement? 
An advance statement is slightly different because they're not legally binding as such, therefore they will never be followed by the, by the letter, but they are there to give carers um, in the future sort of an indication of your wishes. So in an advance statement you can write a lot of different things actually, it can be anything from whether you prefer having a bath to a shower, through to whether you wish to have male or female carers. You can include things about your diet, so if you're vegetarian or if you've got particular religious or cultural views. If I wasn't to make an advanced decision or statement, would my next of kin be able to make those decisions for me? This is why it's quite difficult because not, not necessarily. Um, normally what would happen if somebody hasn't made an advanced decision or an advanced statement, they would then look to see if somebody's got a power of attorney. In most of these situations it will be a power of attorney for health and welfare matters. So that's somebody that you've, you've given power to make these decisions for you on your behalf. That doesn't mean to say, though, that that attorney is going to follow what you wanted because they're making that decision for you. And if you don't have a power of attorney, then all your carers and your family should be consulted, but it doesn't mean to say that what they want to happen will necessarily happen. It will go down to the health professionals. Some people do choose to make both, so obviously they've covered both issues. Once I've made my advanced decision or my advanced statement, who should I give that to? It's advisable to give it to your GP. Um, if you are in with a hospital, for example, seeing a consultant regularly, it is a good idea to get it on your hospital records. It also can be really helpful to get it on your care records, at, for example, a care agency or a care home. Um, it can also be very good to get a copy with um, your family. So if you've got any, um, any siblings, any, any children, or your partner as well, it's a good idea for them to have a copy. If you've got any friends or neighbours that are sort of part of your part of your care support structure, good idea to give them a copy and to keep a copy yourself as well at hand, at hand with other important documents it is a good idea. After I've made my advanced decision or statement, would I be able to go and amend it at a later date? Yes, and we do actually recommend to people to review them maybe sort of six months or annually and just because your opinion on things might change or your views might change. Um, the only thing we would say is when you do make amendments is to obviously sign, sign it and date it again and again in front of a witness if it's an advanced decision um, and to actually hand out the copy again to the people that had the original copy to make sure they've got the most up-to-date version. Where can I get a copy of this fact sheet? A couple of places. Um, on our website you can download a copy. Alternatively, if you'd like a paper copy, because the form itself you can actually tear off our fact sheets, so you've got it separate, um, is available through the um, Society's helpline, the National Dementia Helpline, and you can ask them to send you a copy in the post. For more information, please visit alzheimers.org.uk or phone the National Dementia Helpline on 0300 Thank you for listening to the Alzheimer's Society podcast.